Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you very much for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. We want to talk to you in this next few moments as we listen to a portion of my series entitled Return to Eden and help you understand why Jerusalem will be the center of controversy in the last days. What does Jerusalem have to do with the original Garden of Eden? Well, I can tell you this even before we take a time to take a look at the book. It is key in understanding why Jerusalem will be so controversial just prior to the return of Jesus Christ. This series, Return to Eden, deals with all the issues you need to know about. Take a moment with us. Let's listen, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Return to Eden. You think I'm supposing he said that? Well, go back to Isaiah 14. Keep your finger here in Ezekiel 38. We'll come back. But go to Isaiah 14. Let me show you what he actually said, recorded by the prophet Isaiah, inspired of the Holy Spirit of God. Who was there, by the way? Isaiah wasn't. The Holy Spirit of God was there. And he breathed into Isaiah what to write. Verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thy heart, here's what he says, look what he says, five I will. You see, angels have or had, let me make that different, past tense, angels had a free will to either choose to serve God or to rebel against God. There's only one difference in the area of free will as far as angels and man are concerned. Man has a free will, and if he chooses, he can change his mind and thus be redeemed after making a wrong decision. Angels have one decision to make. Will I serve God, or will I rebel against God and follow Lucifer in his rebellion? And Lucifer gives us the evidence that that's true when he says, I will. That's the exercise of free will. Here's what he says in verse 13. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. Where was he? He was in the Garden of Eden. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Those magnificent stars he placed up there, they're so majestic, it's unbelievable. But I'm going to put my throne above the stars of God. Look at this. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation and the signs of the north. You know what that means? I am going to be worshipped in Jerusalem. Go to Psalm 48. That's what it's describing. The sides of the north and the mountain by the sides of the north. That's the city of Jerusalem. And Satan says, I'm not only going to ascend into the heavens... Take my throne above the stars of God. I am going to be worshipped at Jerusalem. That's how important I am. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High God. He's going to use that in just a couple of whatever it is. I don't know if it's days, weeks, months, years. How long a period between Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 and Genesis chapter 3 verse 1? When he was perfect and then he sins, he falls, he rebels. I don't know how long the period is. The Bible doesn't tell us. I don't think it matters how, that we know how long it is. But he says, 
I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend into heaven. I will take my throne above the stars of God. I will be worshipped in Jerusalem. So he exercised his free will, not able to change. Now back to chapter 28. Chapter 28 of Ezekiel, excuse me, chapter 28 of Ezekiel. Thou art the anointed, verse 14, cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, the garden of Eden. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire in the inner garden of God, where, uh, garden of Eden, where God himself was. Verse 15, thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created until iniquity was found in thee. Until you made those five statements of I will. You exercised your free will against me. You were perfect in your ways until iniquity was found in thy heart. And so, because of his craving to have that dominant position and dominion over all of creation, he falls. What's his constraint? What's going to happen? You see, he was created, a created being, a perfect being. And then he craved that which he should not have had. He craved that which God would not allow him to have. And so God's going to constrain him. Look at verse 16, the last part of verse 16. Where it says, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. I'm going to cast you, first of all, out of your position of prominence. Your position of prominence is no longer Lucifer. Because of your beauty, and it was, you know, we, sometimes we think and all we picture and we see Satan as some dragon-looking, red-colored, horned, tailed, with pitchfork in hand. Lucifer was the most beautiful thing ever created in all of time. The most beautiful. It was the epitome of, his, of God's creation that's going to walk away from him. It was, it was not that he had problems, disadvantaged. He was the greatest. He had it all. And God said, I'm going to remove you from your place of prominence. You're going to be constrained from having that leadership role that I have placed you in. And then he says, I'm going to remove you from my presence. Look what he says. I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stone of fire. You're going to be removed from your position of prominence. You're going to be removed from the presence, the, my presence. And then you're going to be removed from, well, you're going to be removed from your position of leadership as well. You know where that's talked about? Go over it. There's going to be, this is over 6,000 year period of time. Go to chapter 12 just for a second of Revelation. Revelation chapter 12. Now what happens to Satan after he sins? Lucifer becomes Satan. What happens to Satan after he sins? Well, he is allowed to be in the heavens but not into the third heaven. Uh, let me just clarify that. He does have, you see, I'm saying he's going to be constrained from the presence of God, but God is going to give him temporary periods of time where he'll have opportunity to go in in the presence of God. You remember in Job chapters 1 and 2, it was Satan and other angels, evil angels, that gathered together to talk to God about Job. 
Remember in uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, where it says, And Satan, that one who is the accuser of the brethren before God, who do you think accuses us? Who do you think approaches the throne of God and talks about every filthy, dirty, nasty, rotten sin that we do? Nothing gets by God, but absolutely nothing gets by Satan either. Because he's there to accuse us before God. And he has access to God to do that. So there are temporary periods of time when he'll be able to go into God. God allows only him, the only evil that can come near him, to accuse the brethren and to make accusations against us who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to a portion of a series I have entitled Return to Eden. I talk about the Garden of Eden, the beginning and the end. I talk about sin in the Garden of Eden and how that would then conform to what Jesus Christ did when he was crucified. I talk about the sacrifice in the Garden of Eden, the battle for Jerusalem, and the Messiah's throne room. All of these studies are a part of the five-hour series, a five-part audio series on CD that is available for you if you would like to purchase it and have it for your own individual study. It's entitled Return to Eden, and you can call our toll-free number to find out how much it would cost and how you can make your order. That toll-free number from across America is 877-674-3298. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can actually go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and you can make your order online. Again, that's prophecytoday.com. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to thank you for joining me here as we've studied through a portion of Scripture that helps us to understand we're quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ back to the earth and actually back to the Garden of Eden. But before that, of course, remember, the rapture takes place. And actually, that could happen before I finish the next sentence. And if I am allowed to finish it, here's what I'm going to say. Let's keep looking up until...